0: It's the well, Hello and welcome back to Flash Knockdown Series 4, episode number 5. I'm Jamie Ward. Alongside me, as always, is producer Scott Hamilton. We are in Las Vegas, Nevada, USA for Conor Ben vs. Peter Dobson Fight Week. And here's what we have coming up for you all on today's show. Former opponent of Conor Ben Kane Baker, joins us to talk his post-fight friendship with The Destroyer and also drop some very exclusive news. MMA star Liam McCourt is in town to support stablemate Meatball Molly McCann and make some serious predictions for AJ versus Ngannou. Young Jimmy Sainz fights for the third time as a professional this weekend, but first he takes on our coach trip quiz. And I had a little catch-up with 7-0 contender Khalil Co, who takes on a 20-0 Danger Man on Saturday night. Good show coming up, so don't go anywhere. Well, this week we have. How, how can we explain this, Producer Scott? We have sort of merged two segment, segments of the podcast together. So we're going to be talking about some of the best things to happen in boxing last week with a very special guest. Now I'm going to let you intro yourself here because sometimes you know we had Tom Aspinall on the show recently, and I was a bit scared that you know I've seen that interview with McGregor. I think it was with Errol Hawani, and he's like, you, you know, the one you're looking at the current king. I didn't want to do him a disservice. Okay. So I'm going to let you introduce yourself to the show and explain to us your rankings, where you are in your particular combat sport for those listening.
1: Okay, so I am Liam Court, professional MMA fighter. I fight for Bellator. I'm currently number one contender and my next fight should be for a world title, but um, I'm amateur and European, World MMA champions. I actually won my amateur title here in Vegas, so it's nice to be back.
0: When was that? What year was that?
1: 2016.
0: Special memories in. Yeah. Mad place.
1: Mad. And cutting weed here is the worst. It's like you can't get good food and <laughs> everyone's <laughs> drunk around you.
0: Yeah. Too really. much, like so much temptation. Yeah. Exactly. Do you, Do you like? Do you What do you like about Vegas as a, as a fighting city?
1: I've actually only ever been here for fights. I think it really glamorizes the event and all the fighters. It's special when you're fighting in Vegas. It's like you know you're big. It's you hit it big time when you're fighting in Vegas. So I think all fighters, this is like where they want to fight in one point in their career.
0: Tell us then, Leah, why are you in Las Vegas this week?
1: So I'm here with my teammate Molly McCann. She's here here fighting um, on the UFC tomorrow on Saturday. It's her first fight at one one five. So she's dropped out of weight. Um, And she's rematching someone she's fought before, Diana Balbita. But Molly is in the shape of her life. And I think this is going to be the performance of her life.
0: She is one of sports characters, I think is the best way to describe Molly. She is one of one, yeah.
1: (laughs) 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 She is uh, the best energy, you know, all my fight weeks and fight camps. Like, like, I have to have her there. Uh, She's a real backbone for me and absolutely hilarious. So, yeah, she's great.
0: How long have you known each other?
1: Years and years since I just turned professional, I think I've always been over back and forth at Liverpool, trained in Next Generation, and now I train there full time. My camp's full time at Liverpool.
0: And in terms of her as a fighter, how do you expect her to win this fight? Because she's been in, she was on a great run, wasn't she? And she was becoming a real yeah. big name of UFC alongside Paddy Pimler. It seemed like they were building something really special. But do you believe this is the start of the revival of her getting back to that level?
1: Yeah, 100%. I think matchup wise she had two very difficult and high-level grapplers, which made people think that she didn't have good ground game or good grappling, which was the complete opposite. Molly's always had, you know, fantastic skill set on the ground, but she was fighting a lot bigger girls and fighting girls that were real specialists in that area. I think the drop to 115 is going to make her more... Um, powerful explosive and um, we're going to see more devastating finishes and her jiu-jitsu's came on a long way as well so i think i think it could be a submission tomorrow night i think in her head she's going to want to prove a point to people she's going to got one like shut up all the keyboard warriors and, and say okay look i can i can i can finish with jiu-jitsu so i say you know i've said to her you know i think you just you know if you if you see the knockout coming or another spinning able to do that but i think she's going to try and prove everyone wrong tomorrow, on Saturday night.
0: That spinning elbow became a bit of a trademark.
1: Yeah, so yeah. I think it's one of the best finishes I've ever seen, like in real time.
0: Does she ever hit you with that in sparring? Never.
1: Never she not. pretends to, <laughs> probably 20 times a day, but...
0: Defe- <laughs> she... Defence is too good.
1: Yeah, no, well, you don't really throw that in. That's the thing, you, you can't throw them in sparring because you literally, you know what I mean? It's like, if you land that in sparring, your, your partner's going, right? So if I heard land that in real time in a fight, is like, a special.
0: Do you think we could ever see... Molly in, in a professional boxing ring. I
1: think we should. I think you know she's big, me as Ellie. I think she should definitely, <laughs> you know, the end of her MMA career, have a couple of big boxing fights and so see why not. She's definitely got the skill for it. I think she would love that and the personality. And the personality. I think
0: she'd bring, she would She would bring some weekend. numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You, you mentioned later that you're hoping your next fight is going to be, or well, your next fight is in Belfast, is it? Yeah. At, be At the SSE. At the SSE,
1: yeah.
0: And is that on design?
1: It is actually, yeah.
0: Okay, so in terms of the atmosphere, there it's a special place. We've been there many times over the years, uh, more, most recently, of course, with Michael Conlon, but a great place to, to go about your work.
1: Yeah, you know, and for me to be like the first female fighting the SSC uh, from Belfast, we've had massive fights, you know, like Mick Conlon, carter Frampton, I know Tyson Fury's fought there. All the Belfast boys, you know, they always bring the best energy. The fans are just amazing. They're so enthusiastic and to bring Bellator to Belfast is special for me.
0: How are you feeling in terms of this hometown fight is there any elements of pressure does it feel different for you heading into this one
1: yeah into this one I think you know every fight except for my last fight was on Biotor Bellator 300 Tour's biggest ever card in San Diego is fighting former Olympic wrestlers so you know every fight in MMA it's not really like boxing you can't build your record up you literally have to go you're thrown in you know in the fire from the very first fight every fight's extremely difficult they're all 50-50 um, and there's never really like a clear you know clear person that's gonna win so yeah there's always I always feel massive pressure going into every single MMA fight
0: and you were in Belfast last week
1: yeah we were in the The Ulster Hall the famous Ulster Hall what a
0: venue by the way I I, I think it's sort of like a. have you been to York Hall in East London yeah it's sort of like a a posh York Hall
1: it is a posh (laughs) York Hall so I actually because I had said that was my first ever amateur MMA fight was in the Ulster Hall and I loved being back in it watching the boxing and being it's kind of coming full circle for me, because it was nearly 10 years ago, my first amateur fight, and now I'm fighting the SSC, you know, as a professional, so it's definitely special.
0: What did you make of, of Lewis Crocker that night?
1: I think we've known this just for years and years. Everyone from Belfast, we both um have trained with the same boxing coach in, in Belfast Reagan Lee. Um, We've always known Lewis is a superstar. He's, he's special, he's got God-given power and uh, talent, and I think he's going to go as far as he wants to. Do
0: you think he can be the man to, to fly the flag right now? Because there's a lot of good fighters in Belfast right now from, from a boxing perspective. Obviously, you're doing your thing in Bellator as well, but from a boxing perspective, it seems that we're entering a, a bit of a golden era once again and the big fights are now going back to Ireland, which is so important.
1: Yeah, I think Lewis could, can be world champion. I think he's, you know, I think you, you can tell from his performances every time he shows up and he uh, he his performance is always special.
0: Who were you supporting in the Battle of Belfast last year? Between Lewis Crocker and Tyrone McKenna. Yeah, were you on the fence? <laughs> <laughs> a draw on the fence is how he sat there on the fence. Yeah. That was that was a great fight, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, unreal. Like and I absolutely love Tyrone. Like he's one of my good mates and he's hilarious. And he's always in a war. You know, I think he could have fought a very different fight, but he, he didn't he came and stood there and, and had such an unreal fight with Lewis. Yeah.
0: I can't I couldn't believe what I was watching.
1: I know. I mean, I I was feeling the, the impact from the shots at home. I was uh, like, "What is going on?" What is
0: his head made out of? Yeah, he's insane.
1: Yeah. He's he's now uh, named himself the hardest man of Belfast, <laughs> and that is like probably a bigger title than a world title. So yeah.
0: he was saying time. like he, he was on the podcast last week, and he was saying he got what did he get from the from the mayor? Was it? Yeah. I think he got an award from the the mayor, and oh, he was wow. yeah, and he was saying now he's got that award, he he can't come back. Yeah. He's saying <laughs> that's it now, but yeah, self proclaimed. Hardest, hardest man in Ireland. But happened. to be fair, you'd probably have to look for a while yeah. to, to find someone harder than Tyrone McKenna, but we wish him all the best in, in the next stage of his life. One thing I do want to talk to you about, Leah, is Katie Taylor mm-hmm. is in town this week. Who is she? I th- I can only imagine, I'm, I actually don't know, that yeah. she is here for some meetings and discussions, okay. I imagine, with her management team and, and Mr Eddie Hearn about potential trilogies. Yeah. Do you think Is that the fight? Is that Chantel? the fight we see next, her and Chantel? I think it should be. Yeah.
1: I think... They're one apiece. I think Chantelle probably didn't show up as much as she could have in that last fight. Um, I I would love to see it. I think it's going to be the biggest fight, women's women's boxing, isn't it? Especially if they do it in Crow Park in, in Ireland. Do
0: you I think? Do you think we need to see it at Crow Park? Because look, I I've been lucky enough to be at both of the fights at the Three Arena, and it was both times incredible. Obviously, the atmosphere was very special. Last time when, when Katie won the fight and got the decision. But I just feel like in order for us to build the momentum again for for Katie and Chantel, do you think, feel we need a new element to come to it, something something bigger?
1: Yeah, totally. I fought in the, uh, the three arena like five times and I headlined it back in twenty twenty. And I think Katie Taylor is so much bigger. Like she deserves Cook Park, she wants it. She's been campaigning for it. Um and that's the fight to do it, to, to have that, that trilogy in Cook Park could have to happen.
0: How much of an inspiration is she, although slightly different disciplines, to to everyone? in ireland i guess even away from just a fighting perspective Leah, but just as a person Mm. because we all think she's an angel and she gives off that angelic vibe doesn't she until the bell goes but what sort of impact has she had on you
1: just i think from so i did judo as a child and then watching katie in the olympics i always wanted to learn how to strike i always wanted to learn how to um box and i think that's what kind of drew me into mma i wanted to. Not just do grappling, I wanted to kind of do all the different disciplines. So from an early age, Katie Taylor has always been a massive inspiration. Uh, you know who she is as a person. Um, you know Chantal Cameron as well. She's she's one of my good friends. I think she's you know very inspiring. I think she's got unbelievable talent. So yeah, it's hard watching them two fight, but I think um, it'll be special if they get that trilogy in.
0: Don't know what that noise was. Have you just heard that?
1: Maybe that wasn't a gunshot. <laughs> I'm
0: not sure. <laughs> God knows what that was. Um, so what you're saying is there you're on the fence for this one as well. Yes. Splinters. Leah splinters for Liam McCourt today <laughs> here in the media room in Las Vegas. Um, I want to ask you about, so we've been talking about crossover boxing, obviously, so there's a lot to talk about at the moment with, with the big fights that happen in, in the heavyweight division, which I'm going to ask you about in a second. But Chris Cyborg's always been a name that's been mentioned for Katie Taylor. I think she got to a point where... She was almost like, "What do I do now?" You know, I'm beating everyone. I'm I'm undisputed. I think she wanted a new challenge, and it was often a fight that was talked about for her. Is that a fight that you believe could be there for yourself?
1: It is meant to be my next fight. That that was the plan, but um, PFL have acquired Bellator, so they have different plans for Chris. I think this is why my fight's been prolonged. My next fight, you know, we both wanted in Belfast. We've campaigned for it. We've spoke, agreed on it, but. That's not what PFL and Ballastor want right now, so um, that's out of my control. I, that, I'm that i the number one contender. We've squared squared off in the cage. It should be me fighting her next, but I believe that fight will happen, and it might be later on this year. Um, I know she's in Vegas this week. I think she's in
0: Vegas. Maybe that was her trying to break in the window there. That's what that bang noise was, I think. How does the fight go between you two? How, how strong is the self-belief you beat her?
1: I think I would be the biggest underdog in a, in a long time in MMA, but... I really believe in the team that I have and I believe in myself. I always go into every fight, no matter who I'm fighting. You know my last fight was, you know, silver medal Olympic wrestler. and um, when I finished through the first round, I just believed that you can always find a way to win. And I believe that it's my destiny to, to beat her and become world champion.
0: So she's dabbled in boxing. You said you you weren't a striker, but would you would you ever entertain it? Nope. <laughs> what about in Saudi? Maybe.
1: Well, depends on the penny.
0: I do want to ask you later. obviously. Everyone's talking about, well, everyone was talking about Tyson Fury versus Francis Ngannou. I will be completely honest. I actually wasn't even that he interested about Ngannou watching one. it. You think he won the fight? Yeah. Okay. Do you? I think Fury edged it. Do you? Yeah.
1: Well, just to be fair, I, I know absolutely nothing about scoring and boxing, So, um, but I really think Francis won and I couldn't believe it. Like I was every, like everyone else. Like, like what? Couldn't yeah. believe it. I know. I, I, I was speaking to Tyson at the launch of one of his drinks. So then I said to him, like, oh, this is going to be easy fight. He, he said himself, well, not if he lands a, a right hand. So, like, a, there was some kind of doubt that the, He he didn't have full confidence he was going to do it. But uh, we did respect him, but he definitely think that we should see that fight again.
0: Do you think? Well, how about, okay, here's one for Would you. I you
1: do like the, the Joshua fight. Then? Well, how,
0: how, what do you think about this fight? How does that go?
1: Anthony Joshua. I have the, obviously I'm only going to be team MMA, and I have the mentality is that, as what I just said, you, there's always a way to win. There's always a way to beat two of them in front of you, no matter their experience or who they are. So I'm going to say Francis.
0: You think Francis gone? is going to beat Anthony Joshua?
1: Yeah. How? Don't know. But I just think he's going to win. I just wow. A, I have a feeling. Big I'm claims. Right, I, I'm normally right with my intuition.
0: Liam, Well, to be fair, I'm glad we pushed you off the fence. I was that with the hat-trick of...
1: <laughs> I'm always going to be Team MMA, though.
0: Yeah. I think... what. What did Tom Aspinall say? He said he wanted Francis Ngannou to win, didn't he? I think that's what he might have said. Yeah, he just fancied AJ yeah. to, to maybe edge it. But that's breaking news. That's our headline. Liam McCourt picks Francis Ngannou okay. to beat Anthony Joshua. Okay. Well, listen, uh, Leah, great to catch up. I I wish you all the best <laughs> with, with your next moves. Um, and I wish you all the best as well with your good friend Molly McCann. We wish our good friend Molly McCann all the best in the cage this weekend from Las Vegas. Yeah. In, enjoy. It. Enjoy C N C, and and uh, have fun. Thanks, guys. Great stuff. Coming up next on the show, I don't know I don't know how best to, to give this man the intro that he deserves. The boxing fan with a licence, the man who never says no, one of our really good friends who we fell in love with behind closed doors through the COVID period when he seemed like he was on a show every single week and always came with the same guts, the same approach, never takes a backwards step. Mr. Kane Baker, welcome to the show. How are you, my friend?
2: I'm very well. That introduction was... Uh...
0: I was thinking,
2: who's that guy? Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> <Deuce bumps. laughs>
0: yeah. Uh Mate, great to see you. And uh, welcome to Las Vegas. I must say, sometimes when you look around the press conference room, you, you bump into old friends and you see people you weren't expecting to see. I really did not expect to see you when you tapped me on the shoulder at the press conference today. No, I don't think a lot. Of people. I, I
2: didn't really expect to... Uh... <laughs> to be uh it was kind of a a surprise for myself a little bit my uh missus brought me the present we was obviously had mexico booked um and she slipped in coming to vegas and keeper what
0: a keeper by the way shout out to came missus yes (laughs) coral yeah that's goals, isn't it right there um so you're off to mexico after what's taken you to mexico
2: uh, the sun, sea, and sand. My missus will say, but I'm gonna do start camp out there and uh, get some vicious Mexican spice. Okay, <laughs>
0: I think we. Well, I think you'll give them as good as they get, mate. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think going so. With a Mexican, Mexican. Mexican. <laughs> I forgot that one. Well, no, I shouldn't used that. Mexican baker. I think you actually, did. You tell David Diamante to read that in your intros because yeah. I remember hearing that in the last few yeah. fights. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Mexican, the Mexican. Well, if oh. you, but uh, well, I'll see if this one fits. When I go to Mexico, if I, if I come back and there's
0: no Mexican in the next fight, you know I got chins <laughs> inspired. <laughs> um, okay, you said you're going to start camp. This yeah. is a, a flash knockdown podcast exclusive. Yeah. What are you starting camp for, Kane Baker? There's only one thing we start
2: camp for, and that is a massive fight on the uh, Matro. room. Gilvie Barrett, a little old boxing fan, Larsons has wangled his way on there. What is the What is the fight? It's an English toll. Against uh, Michael Gomez Jr. The okay, champion. I love this. Yeah. yeah, I love this. It should be a, a good phone, up scrap really. I mean, this is a... He would be a fighter I would like to put myself against and uh, yeah, have a war with him, really.
0: Why what, what is this a fight you can get up for? I genuinely I
2: like his kind of style. I obviously, I'm a fan. I like my kind of style. And I just believe it's a, it's, it's a non-stop. Who, who can go for the longest? I think it's... It's going to be a non-stop fight, definitely. We can't wait to have you back.
0: We can't wait to have And a, and a great opportunity as well to win the English title and put yourself in to the mix for, for more big fights. Yeah. It's always winner stays on, Kane. We know that from fight camp. Yes. The glorious days of fight camp. The glory days they were. And
2: it will be winner. So every fight for me is kind of that, that way. Winner stays on. I've got to... As long as I'm performing better, because I'm getting at the end of my career, I suppose now. As long as I'm performing better every fight, I'll keep going and giving it my all. When that stops, so I'll probably stop, but uh, the English title's big for me, massive. And uh I'm yeah, my lips I'm ready to go. I'm I'm locked in, loaded and uh Mexico, I can't wait to start start getting the swings thrown over there and then April thirteenth I'll be I should be foreign by then and uh I'll win that English total. How proud of mine would that be? It'll be massive. It'll be massive. Do you know, as mad as it sounds, being here in Vegas and talking to you guys is a is what is a standout moment for my career at the minute. This is like um up there, cherry on top stuff. And to be you let me announce the fight, it's just it's Chris Surreal. I'm announcing a fight. I'm a boxing fan with a license in Vegas, announcing my next fight on a massive stack card for my dream, like for the English
0: titles. Like every time I speak to you guys, you might have my dreams come true, so it's always a pleasure, you are a top man, aren't you? And I must admit, we've had some great guests, some big names in books, and You are one of my favorite guests I've ever had on this show. Yes, it was I'll the best you... idea producer Scott has ever had. I'll uh, I'll give you that score, though, Terry. I thought it was 50 quid we agreed on, but here in Vegas, of course, right now, you're going to be here for the fight, of course, yeah, on Saturday. The return of the destroyer, Connor yes. Ben, someone that you know very well. Here's an interesting stat for you, Kane. I can't wait. Are you really so you are Connor's 22 and 0 now. Yeah, you you were his last unbeaten fighter that he faced until he meets Peter Dobson on Saturday night.
2: Imagine if he does Peter Dobson quicker than he done there.
0: <laughs> then I won't it won't be
2: as bad, doesn't it? <laughs> so I'm like, come on, Ben, do him first round.
0: That was 2017, I believe. Yeah, York was it? York Hall, yeah. Wow. wow. So we uh, we
2: fought at York Hall. He then kind of come and watched me in Birmingham, and now I'm coming to watch Connor in Vegas. It's a uh, it's been a good. Uh, Rollercoaster with the Ben. Stanley, I can't wait to watch him destroy Dobson on Saturday night.
0: Is it one of them, you know, we, we see it sometimes in boxing. I think that's what makes the sport so beautiful is that, you know, you can go to war with someone and then when you get out, you can h- find a new f- form of respect for this person that you never thought you could have had because ultimately you two, have, it's only you two who have been in that fight and you've made that bond with that person, albeit through violence. But that's why we love the sport. Is that what you've had with Connor? Have you been, Good friends ever since. Yeah, really.
2: Yeah. Um. Obviously, I wanted to knock him out, and make my make my dreams come true, but it didn't happen. And I, I kind of watched him. And anyway, he was early in his career. I was early on, and, and you have a look. I was a well while away then, so I did look at him, and I've become a fan of him. And uh, to to get to fight him was one of them. I went and sparred him as well, and then I've watched him fight a few times, and he's came and watched me fight and now. From to top a bill in Vegas and me never be, but in Vegas, He's and my missus kind of nailed it with a Christmas present. So, yeah, I'm uh, still pinching myself. And now announcing things twelve
3: class.
0: What did he even at that <laughs> stage of, of his journey? What, what did he do well? What made him so hard for you to be that night? Um, he could. He can all all
2: through his career. He's, put, he's carried power, hasn't he? Um, but I think. He, that was just because he was a little bit wild earlier, and I, I was hoping to get him a little bit wild because I was, I was like a frantic madman. So he, I was hoping I'd drag him into, but he was a little bit more cute, and he had the power, and he just, Yeah, everything he does well. I think he's continuously, so everyone sees what he does, what he knows, what he does well now. Some great bits of head movement, some lovely power and and speed. He's yeah, he's got a bit of everything. Bit bit
0: like the the Kane Baker style, I
2: reckon. Yeah, I reckon you no, might be his inspo. I, I've just ain't got the bombs at the end. There's no <laughs> there's no
0: power. I'll go
2: all night, but
0: I I am. Um, so will most people that follow me. <laughs> you seem uh, you seem very content, Kane. Very happy at the minute with, with your boxing story, with your journey. Is that because you are? Is that just like are you as happy as you seem here today because of all the experiences? Again, yeah. because I know you always say I'm a boxing fan for license, but truly. You are—is that what gives you a different sense of happiness?
2: Yeah, one hundred percent is. Um, and match when I'm happy, we're on more with you because you guys have made my career. Like, I've I've actually I've done a couple of years as a full time pro, you know, and been paid well and looked after well, and then sponsors. And I've I've lived a lot that. A guy like me, when I was a big lad who didn't do any amateur boxing, done a lot of drinking, a lot of drinking and. Bad stuff could only ever dream of when I watch these goals on the telly and like to actually be it. every day. I said to myself, "You, you here, you doing? It. it might be all- halfway through a hard run. I might have just got chinned in sparring. It could be absolutely <laughs> It could be absolutely anything." But I said to myself, "Look where you are," and like, yeah, I, I love it. I love what and what Matt Truman and all you guys have done for me and promoted me. And I might not have been the ice old but. You brought out the best in me. My mom says that all the time as well. My missus does. They brought out the best. In me. And I got to live a life I could have only dreamed of before I got into this boxing game. Like
0: well, I'm honestly say, say you've been a pleasure. And by the way, mate, we ain't done yet. We ain't done yet. We, we ain't got belts to celebrate with you, like. Hundred percent. What age are you now, Ken? I'm thirty-three. So ha- I'm nearly done. <laughs> ha- you, you say nearly done. That was going to be my, my next question. <laughs> Ideally, how long? How long do you want to stay in the sport? Um, I honestly, I, for
2: the last maybe two or three fights, I've sat down with my partner and, I, and we watched the fight back together. And if there's no decline, I'm going to keep going. And I haven't seen any decline. And there's nothing that worries me or scares me. I'm still hungry. I'm still living a great life from boxing. Uh, and that's of what I still want to do. If, if I ever see, and as well, the because I, I was talking it down a bit, but my missus turned around to me She said sometimes, she said it's not even, you You are not declining. She said even the opposition are getting better and you're still not declining, so we're, we're in a good place and I feel as fit and as healthier and as strong as I've ever been. But with a bit of experience now, so, oh yeah, I was always a late developer, so maybe that's, maybe I'm going to start training people when I'm 33, 30, 30, I hope yeah. so.
0: Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Let's see how this sparring goes in Mexico. Yeah. You might find a, a new a new version of came Bake here. Can kind I of got ask you, because we saw a great fight with you and Jordan Flynn, yeah. which ended in a draw. Yeah. A draw some thought was controversial, a draw that some thought was the right decision. How do you look back on that fight now and, and what the decision was? Was it the right decision, in your opinion? Um,
2: I'm an honest person, and there's nothing I do. I don't know. Mommy says to me sometimes, she says, uh, you go... Don't be so honest. She said, black your little law, But I kind of am honest. I don't believe I won the last fight. I don't believe I got a draw in the last fight. I believe Flynn done better than me won. But, I will take the draw because I believe, and I've still watched it, hands down, i beat him the first time. So, for like, I was sat there and I was really upset, to be fair. I said to my I said, I, I didn't draw, and I, I don't think I should accept the draw. I should maybe, do something to, and she said, Yeah, but you did win the first one, didn't you? So we watched it back again, and I, I thought to myself, I beat, I did, I being quite solid in the first one, and it, maybe this was close around or two, he should have probably nicked it by. So, yeah, I'm going to take the draw. I'm, I'm an honest person. I have it as 1 1 in my head, so ultimately, the last fight being a draw is where it kind of should be, and I, I'll give him the chance for the
0: third one. Uh, he didn't win it, so. Could we see, you win this English title, could we see the trilogy for the English title?
2: Yeah, I would, I would never say never. And he's got one of them faces you kind of always want to punch. Uh, I'm happy to do that at all, all times. Uh, yeah, and I imagine he will be. So, boys, I'm definitely just looking forward and not backwards at the minute. And Gomez Jr. is the man in hand, and I, I want to rip that about off him, that's... And then I'll defend it. I'm sure a match room will have someone where I'd like to I'd like to keep even one of the younger or up and coming to come and beat me up and
0: take me off of me and keep me in that match room I'm happy. That's me. Is it any means necessary? What what's in your mind of how, how you believe you win this English belt? just finally can?
2: Any means necessary, yeah. There's gonna be uh dog there's gonna be some dogging it, definitely, and uh, I've been dogged a lot, I can dog. Oh, I can do it! I can do it! I can do it all night. Um, I think I'm gonna push. have to push some levels and some barriers in training and go to some places we don't ever want to go to, but I will do everything I can and to rip that battle off the champion.
0: Okay, and enjoy the rest of your week in Las Vegas. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy exactly. Mexico. Enjoy the sparring. Yes. And uh, I'm looking forward to this fight. So glad you got another big opportunity. And uh, who knows what chapters are left to be written in the Mexican Baker story, eh?
2: 100% I'm going to roll a few more dice in uh, in Las Vegas the to point. Mexico and then the Mexican will be back for April Okay, great to catch up
0: we'll speak to you thank soon thank you very much well we have just wrapped up the final press conference here in Boxing's capital Sin City Las Vegas Nevada USA delighted to be joined this week for our coach trip quiz which I will go on to explain a little bit more about that Jimmy Sainz is with very me nice. Jimmy, 2-0, two, oh, two KOs, life as a professional, to be here in Las Vegas. I mean, just seeing you up there on the stage, the smile beaming off you, this is uh,
4: pretty surreal, is it? Yeah, definitely. I'm buzzing uh, this fight week. But to be honest, I've had a great four weeks over in America. I've been training really hard. I've been living the dream, really, camp life. Um, all while I've washed up, I mentioned there, but yesterday, they Mayweather, the All Access in that camp house, what they've been doing during the day, the training, that's, that was my dream. I've been living that the last four or five weeks. Um, and to be honest, if I went home now, if I went home today and didn't even fight, I would have had a great time, great experience. But to fight is just the ice on the cake, really. And I can't wait to get in there Saturday night. And Jim, I always say to you when we chat, you know, for years we've been, we've been going down the room, gym.
0: And what, what age were you in there from? Was it 18? 19, I think. 19. Yeah. You were always in yeah. there sparring the boys. Do you know what I mean? Gaining experience. And even though you're only two fights in, you had a great amateur career, do you feel like the apprenticeship and the experience... It's probably underestimated for where you're at already in this journey.
4: Yeah, of course. Um, I think the last fight I've totally done that was with Kevin Mitchell, and look at the career he went on to have. Like you said, that experience in the amateurs done great. It was wonderful for me, do you know what I mean? Being in the gym, being surrounded by them top top pros uh, so early on is just uh, unbelievable for me, yeah, yeah. That's and why I feel like being over here, I've been all right. I've been settled. I've been sparring well, yeah.
0: And if you can stay relaxed, which is always the aim, you always say that you never go looking for the knockout, is that just... The aim to, to stay a relaxed, Jimmy Sainz, and hopefully then the big shots will come.
4: Yeah, I mean, he's going to be a tough Mexican. I feel that like he's here to fight. Um, he only came in, I think, two weeks ago. A couple of opponents changed. Um, but he's here to fight, tough Mexicans. I've had a few Mexicans come come running at me and sparring, so I'm going to be used to that a little bit. But, um, yeah, I'm trying to box, put on a good display. And uh, to be honest, hopefully I can uh, get a knockout. But... The main win. That main thing is to get the win. But especially coming over here, you know, you're an unbeaten British
0: prospect. There is going to be a bit of a target on your back, because as Eddie always says, you know, when these young fighters get an opportunity against a prospect like yourself, it's potentially life-changing for them. So you have to be switched on in every yeah. fight.
4: Yeah, definitely. Of course. Cool. So imagine if he, if I'm coming over here, I'm coming over to it. He's, his uh, country trying to get a win against him. He's going to come out, potentially get a contract with the zone. He could be on the next fight. Do you know what I mean? This is a big opportunity for him as well as he is me. And to be sharing the
0: card with with your stable mates and, and with connor ben as well it's safe to say isn't it jimmy that fight week Conor ben has arrived he's got rid of the barnet the hair's gone um not short of, of love are they these two um connor <laughs> ben and pete dobson but what have you seen in the gym because he seems very fired up not just to win but to to win in explosive fashion
4: yeah he's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder obviously the year he's had but he just wants to get in and be busy now uh this year fighting I feel like this is a great opportunity for him as well as me um, being headlining Las Vegas. everyone's every fighter's dream. He's got a great opportunity to show everyone how good he is and how explosive he is, and he's been in that in the gym. And uh, I feel like he's definitely got his uh, he's got his fight week trim ready now. <laughs> uh, it's coffee and me, to be honest. He looks a bit scary, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it yeah, does. It looks better, but he's me b- me's business now.
0: Well, we look forward to welcoming you back, Jimmy, on Saturday morning. I mean, very early. A little bit different, isn't it? I think you're in the ring at 11 a.m. You probably haven't yeah. boxed that early. Ever, really? Since the uh, amateur days?
4: Maybe in the amateur days, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I used right. to a few times, but it's worse. I probably wake up early, seven, have a bit of breakfast, and then go straight there. The professional journey does
0: continue of Jimmy Fane's, uh, Jimmy Sainz, Jimmy Fane's, rather. <laughs> before the bell. Sorry, I've just come off there for the press conference, and my head's gone mad. Um, Jimmy, we're going to cross now to the coach trip quiz. Now, I'm going to hand over to producer Scott, who's going to give you a bit of an insight into exactly what
5: this is about. Are you ready? Yeah, cool. yeah. go <laughs> on, What could go wrong? Thanks, Jamie. Well, Jimmy, welcome to Coach Trip. Essentially, this is a quiz to find out how much you know about Tony Sims. There's 10 no questions, pressure. no pressure at all. It's um, <laughs> 10 questions as multiple choice, A, B, or C. I think, um, Jamie, Rhiannon Dixon's still top at seven? Uh, I believe so, she, but she knew everything. Yeah, but she sort of played it down. So that's the benchmark, seven to get, Jim. You ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready when you are. Question number one. Who is Tony's favorite fighter of all time? Is it A, Sugar Ray Leonard, B, Marvin Hagler, or C, Sugar Ray Robinson? Sugar Ray Robinson. Are you sure? Uh, C. Yeah. You went early? Yeah. Correct, one from one, good start. Question number two. What's Tony's favorite fight of all time? Is it Foreman versus Morrison, B, Foreman versus Lyle, or C, Foreman versus Holyfield? So three Foreman uh, fights, Morrison, Lyle, or Holyfield?
4: That's a tough one, to be honest. I'm gonna go, could be any of them, I'm
5: gonna go C you gone for Holyfield Yeah You're wrong I'm afraid It was Lyle Oh was it? One from two Question number three Excluding boxing Who is Tony's sporting hero? Is it A. Bobby Moore B. Arnold Schwarzenegger or C, Sly Stallone? <laughs>
4: i to go Arnold as that B. You got it right, correct, yeah. yeah. Why did you, how did you know that? Because I know he loves his training. He's always
5: in the gym doing uh, biceps and triceps. When he said Arnie, I was like, are you sure? Sporting hero? And he went, no, no, no. It's like the, the bodybuilding, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. through me. Arnie? Do you know what? I knew that. Because I think he said it on an episode with Joe Cordina before. Wow, there you go. Question number four. What's Tony's favourite song? Is it U2, Beautiful Day, U2, Sunday, Bloody Sunday, or also U2, Vertigo? Now, Tony went and saw them last night yeah, here in Vegas. Yeah,
4: that's why I was, yeah. was going to go with the first U2 one, but I didn't realise they're all, they're all U2. Yeah. <laughs> Are
5: you going to stick with your guns and go for the yeah, first one? Yeah, I was going to go for the first one. Yeah. You got it right. Beautiful oh, day, really, yeah. spot on. We're doing well here. Three out of four. Question number five. What's Tony's favourite holiday destination? Is it Ibiza? Tenerife or Seville? I was thinking Abu Dhabi. Um, that didn't make the cut, I'm afraid. Didn't make the cut, no. <laughs> I He's got it right again. Yeah. He's on fire. Four out of five. Rhiannon Dixon, you're in a bit of trouble here. Question number six. What's t- Tony's favourite takeaway? Is it A, Indian, B, Turkish, or C, Chinese? Indian, Turkish, or Chinese? I'm going to go for an Indian. Sure. You don't look too confident. For you said it and you gripped the look at teeth. Your face, I'm going to say <laughs> Chinese then. Oh, that's wrong as well, It's Turkish. Oh, <laughs> Turkish oh. Trying to help me out there, mate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Question number seven. Where does Tony do his shopping? Is it Tesco, Sainsbury's, or M&S?
4: <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Sainsbury's. He's got it right.
5: Yeah. On track here, mate. Three to go. You get all three, you top the leaderboard. What's Tony's shoe size? Is it A9, B10, or C11? C11. Oh, you got, got it right. Yeah. Into the championship rounds now. Question number nine. When is Tony's birthday? Is it A, the 12th of September, B, the 13th of September, or C, the 14th of September?
4: Well, I knew it was September, but that's <laughs> <laughs> not it.
5: 12th, 12, I'm going to say. Got it wrong. Oh. Got it wrong. But you can still level at the top here if you get this one right. The final question. What is Tony's pet hate of you? So what's the hey. one of you? You take too long to do things. <laughs> is it B, you forget too many things? Or C, you stay in the pocket too long? Kabani.
4: <laughs>
5: uh, I'm going to go C. It's not, I'm afraid. Uh, wrong. Where is it? Tony says you take too long to do something. <laughs> yeah. But a pretty good effort, Jim, to be fair. Yeah. So what
0: was the final score? Oh, that was six, was it? Six. Well, Jim, it's a good it effort, it, Jim. I do have to watch. you know, when you turn professional, when you sign with Matchroom and Boxing and you're fighting on the zone, you probably imagine that the career is going to go through the roof and you're going to be doing all these really important <laughs> sit-down interviews and telling the world the story of Jimmy Sainz. Instead, you're getting asked where your trainer does his shopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not quite <laughs> as nah, good as yeah. it's cracked up to be, is it? Not really, no, but uh, got to start from the bottom, ain't you? Right. Do you think Tony will be happy enough with a score? Didn't know his uh, birthday, Jim, so... I
5: know, yeah, I know. But I think a bit all right, yeah. You'll know for next year. And it is for charity, Jamie. Don't put it down.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jim, thanks for joining us, mate. I hope you enjoy the rest of the week. Soak it all up. Enjoy. Yeah. Don't get to, to fight in Las Vegas every... Well, I was going to say, you don't get to fight in in Las Vegas every week. You certainly don't. I must say, my head is completely (laughs) fried after doing that live stream. But, look, it's it's something that comes around every now and then in the Boxer's journey. And I know you'll be soaking it all up. And that will be the message from Tony Sims. But best of luck this weekend. Look forward to watching you you from ringside doing what you love to do. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Cheers, mate. We don't have a dealing with defeat section on the podcast this week. But we do have... A brilliant guest lined up for next week. I did, however, have the opportunity to catch up with 7-0 and prospect Big Stepper, Khalil Co, who fights for the eighth time this week as a professional. And what is a big step up as well against the 20-0, 18 knockouts, Gerardo Asunas. Here's what Big Stepper had to say. Khalil, good to see you again. How you doing, man? Back in Las Vegas, where you made your professional debut, of course. What, what does this city excite you in terms of when you think about the journey and watching big fights in las vegas how does it always make you feel being back here
3: um it's just like you know it's, 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 it's putting a battery in me you know um all of the greats have came through have came through here and uh you know this is where i gotta i gotta i gotta leave my footprints you know and and, and for the people that's coming next oh, oh big step before here and such and such for here so yeah man I'm, I'm looking to leave a big a big a big print. In the
0: journey so far,
3: what chapter
0: do you believe we're heading into in two thousand and twenty four? Whereabouts are we in the story of Khalil Kho right now?
3: Pretty much we're getting better, you know. Um, we we wanna we wanna we wanna make it become a household name and, and we want people to realize that I'm 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 a reckon to be I'm a force to be reckoned with in the one seventy five division, you know. Um, I want everybody to, to, to open their eyes and see see that I'm here. When you look
0: at your career you've been on a bit of a KO run so far and that's come as you've stepped up in opposition what why do you think that is
3: perhaps Um, I feel as though like my training camp my preparation for each fight has just been like better and better you know I'm getting more comfortable with the the professional um, part of the boxing you know and uh, we're following the game plan and everything's coming together and, and we're getting, we're getting the, the, the knockouts, you know, even if we're not going in there looking for the knockouts, they, they, they're, they're just coming.
0: In terms of your opponent this weekend, Juana Suna, 20-0, 18 knockouts. I mean, at any level, right, why is that a record that you have to take seriously in this game?
3: Because, you know, um, regardless of what, those are still grown men. I feel as though, like, you know, uh, he knocked out 18 people. You know, 18 boxers at any moment that could you know that could that could it could easily be me, you know. So we had to keep our keep our guard up, stay on point, and um, you got to take them as serious as any other fight, you know. Um, championship fight. It could be uh, just it, he could close his eyes and throw a punch, and then the fight could be over. So got to stay on point and make sure you don't catch you slipping.
0: What do you believe sets you apart from the
3: 20 men he's faced so far in a professional ring? Um, I feel as though. Regardless of how many fights he has, I feel like I'm the more experienced fighter, you know. Um, I've fought all over the world, different styles of fighters, different opponents, and um, I don't feel like none of the guys he's, he has faced is strong as me, is, is smart as me, or is, you know, is willing to win like I am.
0: And when we talked about the chapter you're heading into, this is your third eight rounder now. What excites you about the conversations with Eddie Hearn and- Kev Rooney and the team about looking towards titles this year. Clearly, is that the plan for
3: you? Um, definitely. You know, this is the step up. This is the this is the breakout fight. You know, and uh, I got to prove myself here. This is this this I've been looking. I've been waiting for this type of opportunity. You know, to um to get get a guy like this on my on my on my resume to prove that you know I, I deserve to be here. You know, and after this, definitely gonna talk about what's next and who who's and what titles we 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 working on. So I'm definitely excited for the conversation after this fight.
0: And we always talk about visualization with fighters when you see in your mind when your head hits a pillow at night and the referee steps back and it's just mm-hmm. you and Asuna in the ring. Although you might not go looking for the knockout clear. Mm-hmm. What do you see being the final moments of this fight?
3: Um I see me standing over him, you know, um I see the ref pulling me off. But uh like I, I do that a lot, you know, I sit there and I lay down, I visualize me throwing combinations and things like that. On this guy. So when I get there, it's really like nothing new. I've been here before, you know, and uh, yeah, pretty much I, I'm, I'm definitely going to stop him. Definitely going to stop him. That's the only way to go about this fight.
0: Well, thanks as always for listening to Flash Knockdown. And thanks to our guests, Kane Baker, Leah McCourt, Jimmy Sains, and Khalil Co as well. Don't forget all the action live on Design from the Chelsea at the Cosmopolitan here in Las Vegas 2.30pm Pacific time. 10.30pm Conor Ben will make his ring walk to the ring for the 23rd time as a professional when he meets the unbeaten Peter Dobson. 16-0 looking to upset the odds and hand Conor Benn his first defeat this weekend. Conor Believes he'll win this fight in one round. All the questions answered on Saturday live. As I always say, one place to watch it that's Design. We'll see you next week.